0: My name is Michael Markarian, and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities, and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist, and how you can implement them right now. This is The Sustainable Packaging Show. You're listening to The Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon, now with today's show. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian. I hope you're having a wonderful day, and I hope you have a, a newly found commitment, or maybe it's, you've always had it, but I hope you're really starting to think more and more as you listen to this show about how we need to reject greenwashing. We need to go with solutions that are actually good for the planet. And, you know, that was in packaging. That was really a mind shift where I said, you know, what is greenwashing versus what's actually good for the planet. And a lot of the stuff is on the fence. And we also talk about in earlier episodes, I always want to emphasize it progress, not perfection. So I sort of think of greenwashing as stuff that is totally, it's, very un, uh, inauthentic. There's no real argument that the product is sustainable. And by sustainable, actually good for the planet. Um, and sustainable, helping the planet endure, right? helping it continue, helping it prosper, helping it be healthy. I think of green-tinted plastic as the perfect example of greenwashing. Why are you printing it green? You're trying to make people feel it's eco when it really isn't. So, Greenwashing is just inauthentic, in my definition. Inauthentic. You could almost call it dishonest. It's misleading. Misleading might be the word. And um, and then there's other sustainable packaging that is not perfect, but it's progress. So I never, I don't confuse greenwashing, which is misleading, from something that isn't perfect, because few solutions, if any, today are. And I just want to draw that distinction. But get people asking when they're looking to adopt sustainable packaging, okay, I really need to think through how this is actually good for the planet. And that's the big aha moment and the big thing. And frankly, if I accomplish nothing more through this show than to get a few very intelligent minds who can make a huge impact thinking that way, then the show's a success. And this is a great investment of my time. Um, I hope to do more in this area. I hope to... Um, actually see sustainable packages hit the market as a result of this show and as a result of our initiatives with the biggest brands in the world and we're well on our way to doing that but the show if I can arm you all with this thought process of how to think about you know no one can debate that's the way that we should be looking packaging that is actually good for the planet and that is isn't greenwashing so that's the goal of the podcast I hope you guys are enjoying it um, and I hope you're you know welcoming this journey and coming on this journey with me so i wanted to do um a quick round today of uh make it sustainable as i'm uh, living through my life and i just come across different products that i use i think you know how would i make this product more sustainable so i have fever tree it's a, a premium ginger beer right so it's um it's a pretty good product. If you you know, summertime you make yourself a, a Moscow Mule or mm-hmm. something of the sorts. It's a good uh ginger beer. So if three fourths of your drink is mixer, mix it with the best. All right. So pretty good branding, pretty good marketing. I think it's a good product. So fever tree I see on the front of the package. It's one of those uh board packages that would hold four, I think four bottles, four mini bottles, four uh six point eight fluid ounce bottles. Okay. So I see a symbol right on the front, non-GMO verified, so they're they're branding and messaging um that their product is non-GMO, and I think in the future brands will be messaging about their packaging more. When you have packaging that's actually sustainable, actually good for the planet, you're going to message more about that. And I think maybe historically people haven't done it because it's still a little fuzzy, it's not totally clear, it's not verified, it's not, and this is where the packaging industry, we need to, and I think there's great business opportunities here in sustainable packaging, making things more concrete, making things more, um, you know, FSC is an example of this, where it's like a concrete certification that then brands can confidently market as opposed to just sort of, you know, making it look eco. So anyways, what would we do to make it sustainable? Well first and foremost it's a board product so naturally this is um, more sustainable from the pr- it's it's gonna uh, dispose flat so this is not really a recyclable product right We talked about even if something's made of a recyclable plastic if it's flat it's unlikely to be able to be processed in the blue bin maybe we'd have to have a dedicated stream but frankly it's probably going to go in the garbage so, the fact that it's a board product is already, I think, 80% of the way there. Um, let's see. They have a, they have chasing arrows, so they're saying this is recyclable. And as a board product, um, that's actually an interesting thought uh, that I just had, that I just realized, actually a really fundamental thought. But board products and paper products obviously are disposable in their flat form, whereas plastic products, I've always heard, are... Um, You know, they need some kind of dimension to them to be processed. So um, just an interesting distinction and point there. I'm going to uh, actually jot that down. Give me a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Right, Part of why I do this show, part of the benefit is that I can uh, think through things further. So why are board products... Recyclable when flat, but plastic, it's an issue. And let's get through this episode, but maybe I'll Google that at the end of this uh, episode. So uh, one thing I want to mention with um, board products, there doesn't seem to be any plastic films or coatings. I'm going to actually rip this. But Mm -hmm. some products, they're bored. They feel bored. They look bored. But if there's a capping on it, you'll you'll rip the product, you'll, you'll feel a, it's like a plastic liner, it's a capping. That can sometimes affect the recyclability. So as I rip this, let's look here and see if there's a layer on this, and there does not appear to be. So um, we're good to go. If there was a, a tear-resistant film on it, you'd, f- you'd feel it. it wouldn't be able to rip as easily. And in the cannabis industry, some of our child resistant products we do with a tear resistant board so that um when they're running these child resistant tests, which are basically, you know, a bunch of kids ripping on packages, right? So that's you know, kind of a, a real world test where you get fifty to hundred kids, fifty kids in the case of the the uh the children, three to five years old roughly. Um, ripping at these packages. So that's what a child-resistant test is. Um, in case you didn't know, that was a surprise to me the first time I learned the process. So we do like we'll put like a film on the package, so that it is tear-resistant. It's a tear-resistant board, but that does um, negatively affect the recyclability of the product. Just being transparent with everyone. But it's still a board product. Will it decompose in a landfill faster than a plastic product? if it doesn't make its way to a landfill will it decompose faster than a plastic thing that's you know I'd rather have that in the ocean than a plastic bottle but it's not as good from a, a sustainability perspective cuz it's not recyclable and there is that extra film so you can literally just rip the product in half and you'll be able to see so it is recyclable or at least they have the chasing arrows on there and we've learned you know is this what is what do those chasing arrows really mean as we dig more into it does that does that mean, let me put the microphone the right way, does that mean that it's recyclable in the blue bin or does that mean that this thing just is recyclable, you know, period? Um, it's a good, uh, a good question for you to ask yourself. So I see in the future, and this might be a little overkill because it is a board product and it is recyclable, but brands and packaging companies doing that thinking and really clearly instructing, okay, this is what this product is. Here's how you would dispose of it. Put it in the blue bin, but don't put it here. Or don't put it in the blue bin. You need to put it here. Like, really taking that responsibility upon the brand and the packaging company is my personal vision of how I think we'll get the best results um, so that we can control our outcome. We can make sure that we get the result we want. You know, the only people that are going to be doing this are, are packaging companies and brands who care about the environment, right? Who will think about it this far? I think if you're in the greenwash mode or in the, you know, just doing it for business reasons, you're just happy to sell the product and make a sale. But the people who really care, we need to take control over the process. And I think that includes instructing the consumer on what to do. So, options for sustainability, you're already very sustainable. Maybe you'd say, you know, if somebody said, I'm not changing this package at all, I'm good with that. I I would have no issues with that whatsoever. I think it already is a, is a highly sustainable option. If you wanted to go with the hemp-based board and say, you know, hemp is more sustainable because it's more easily renewable. It grows faster than traditional trees. Um, it is hemp. The great thing about hemp is it's also you can make the hemp pulp out of a byproduct of the man of the of the growing process in in um, Well, I shouldn't say that entirely because if you grow hemp for the sake of um, paper or for the sake of I mean, hemp is used in so many things, then you could literally grow hemp for the sake of um, making paper or board. But in the case of like, uh, for example, cannabis and CBD extraction or THC and CBD extraction for cannabis and hemp, um, the byproduct of the hemp becomes a source for the pulp. So that's an added sustainability uh, angle that a lot of these companies will promote, the raw material providers to saying, not only is our product sustainable for a variety of reasons, it's more renewable and everything else, but we're actually going to divert hemp biomass, the waste that would have rotted in a landfill and had such and such carbon emissions and had such and such negative um, impacts that now gets redirected into a useful product. So, if you wanted to make this out of a hemp board, great. I would say, is that better? You could make that argument it's better. Um, but then you have to get into the recyclability of hemp board. You know, is that hemp board recyclable the same way that this paper board is recyclable? Can you throw it in the blue bin or does it have to go into a separate recycling stream? So, This is where the stuff gets complex, and there's a saying that complexity is the enemy of execution. Um, So this is this fine line that we all have to walk where we, I want to get complex to the degree that I don't want it to be greenwashing. I don't want it to be surface. I don't want it to be ineffective. I don't just want to sell sustainable packaging for the sake of booking sales. I actually want to fix this problem. I don't want to greenwash. But if you get in so many if, ands, or buts, and lefts, and rights, and ups, and downs, and diagonal, and you got you know too many considerations, people's minds just shut down, and they just will stick with the status quo, which is also unacceptable. So how do we make this easy? How do we get the result of, of no more greenwashing in packaging while still making it easy? And this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what Contempo has been working on. And we're 80% of the way there. But, gosh, theres, there's it, it's a lot harder than just producing a package in a certain material. Um, when you take responsibility for the whole picture or you consider the whole picture. So I'm sort of, and anyone who's in this can probably resonate, resonate, relate i don't know if resonates the right word relate to me on that where it's this it's a fine line between i want to push this into the marketplace i want to get this out there but i want to do it right and doing it right makes it sort of complex or actually makes it very complex and i got to make it simple in order to act on it so we all risk as sustainability um Experts, individuals, I don't know what we want to call ourselves, but people who care, who are doing something about it, we'll call ourselves that. We risk that in the interest of doing it right, we can ultimately end up doing a bunch of research, doing some R&D prototypes, and then seeing our efforts die. That is the risk that we always need to measure ourselves against is there a probability that I'm going I'm looking at the problem in too much depth to the point where I'm never going to get it off the ground and the status quo is going to live because I know that my 80% effort is much 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 better than the status quo my 80% execution is a material improvement over the status quo. And because I'm seeking 100%, will I never get there? And will I never launch these innovations? I think it's a serious thing that anyone has to ask when they're looking to make a substantial change from the status quo. Something I want you to think about today with your sustainability initiatives, as long as you're not greenwashing. I'm saying greenwashing is garbage that's over here. That's misleading. It's inauthentic. Put that over there in a separate compartment. I'm not talking to people who want to greenwash. Of the people who genuinely want to make a change, who are committed to making packaging that is not greenwashing, check yourself against this standard that I'm saying right now. Are you trying to seek perfection? I mean, I want to solve this problem and end greenwashing and packaging and get this out to all the biggest brands so badly that I kind of want my solution to be so well buttoned up But I risk in doing that that we will become an R&D research company that never sells product, never makes product. Uh, I mean, that's not an issue because we're selling it, but not at the scale that I'm talking about. You stay in this R&D mode forever. You don't generate the revenues. You don't generate the profits. That can then be reinvested into marketing and promotion and everything else that's needed for a successful business. So check yourself against that. I will check myself against that today. Am I going too much in the R&D mode to where we're not getting things off the ground? So, um, hey, we never know where the sustainable packaging show is going to lead us, but that's a really important one. And um, I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for being committed to not greenwashing. Um, if we get enough great minds thinking in this way, we will solve this problem. We will have sustainable packaging for every brand out there. And we will find ourselves in a position where, hey, this world of greenwashing is a thing of the past. I want to open the door to all of you guys to um, reach out to me directly. Mike M at packaging.com. I always want to invite you to collaborate if you have a novel material if you're you know eight out of ten and you're kind of stuck and you want to talk and have a little pep talk and I'll share my challenges and you share your challenges if you have a great product that you want to like work on together I want to work with anyone who genuinely cares to solve these problems around sustainability and packaging who doesn't want to greenwash Whatever your vision is, I want to work with you. I want to be that honest sounding board. Kind but honest. Because time is the most precious thing that any of us has. And let's remember that as in our closing uh, remarks. Time is the most precious thing you have because you can't get more of it. So let's make sure and check each other that if we're working on something that isn't really going to get us there, that we shift our efforts. That we're kind that we're encouraging, but that we're honest with each other. Take good care, and thank you very much. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email Mike M at ContepoPackaging.com and let us talk. Have a phenomenal day.